Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. It's the most, almost wonderful time of today. This is the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean. Joined with me, we've got Off-Road Andy. Hello, and what was that? And Tony Cass. <laughs> yeah. I have no yep. idea what I was, I was winging that one. Uh, <laughs> this is our sports podcast. This is episode 83. Those of you just t- tuning number. in, welcome. Those of you that hit that subscribe button, welcome back, and thanks for uh, tuning back in. We also want to remind you we do a uh, entertainment podcast, so make sure you check that out next. But uh, like I said, this is our sports podcast, so that's what you're going to get on this one. Uh, shall we just hit the ground running? What do you say, boys? Absolutely. Go. So uh, last night, earlier than I feel like usual, the college basketball season took place. And obviously, league play doesn't start for a while. There's always a bunch of tournaments. Got to go yeah. to Maui first. That's, exactly. That's, that's coming up in the next couple weeks. Also, they always do uh, like that one night where it's 24 hours of college basketball. Where yeah, literally, I thought that's before. That's what, I think things have gone a little different, but I, yeah. I think that's still coming. Where it's exciting because you get games that start at like 8 o'clock and then when the 8 o'clock games are done, at like 11 o'clock at night or midnight, you get a Hawaii game. And then at like 3 in the morning our time in the West Coast, you get like a 6 a.m. start in the East Coast in some random games, which I can only imagine is got to be difficult to play that early. Those games are probably hard to bet on because you're like, are these guys tired? Are they not tired? Uh, maybe they're on a lot of cocaine. I don't know. Okay, Andy. That's a... Let's hope so for their sake. Maybe these college kids. Maybe some Adderall or something. Okay. A little lighter than cocaine. Or I wouldn't more, know. I don't do either because I'm a good person. But uh, anyway, college season started off last night, and right away there were two elite matchups. You had number one Kansas versus number – 10 Michigan State, and then the big matchup was at 630, number two Kentucky versus number four Duke. And it was a little surprising Duke was, I mean, I guess maybe a little surprising that they were number four because they had three of the top five recruits, that R.J. Yeah. Barrett, Zion Williamson, and some other guy. Who, Marvin Bagley, again. No, no? some other guy. Okay. Well, anyway, the first game was good. Kansas, their freshman looked good. I think his name's like Quigley or something. I don't know. It was... Something along those lines. But I actually watched the game, and he hit, like, six threes. They had a couple freshmen do good. Michigan State is returning, like, three solid uh, players that should help them. They lost a lot, though, too. Yeah, they did lose a lot, but they are returning three quality players. The biggest one being Cassius Winston, who is supposed to be a big-time player for them in the Big Ten this year, and they should have a great chance to win the Big Ten. And... uh that was a good game. Michigan State was down by as much as like 20-22 and ended up only losing by five. They came back. They made it a good game. But uh, the big one was Kentucky-Duke. That's the one everyone had their eyes on was how was Duke going to do with their new guys, especially Zion Williamson, who was known for his videos that would surface on the on Instagram and all over the internet of him doing crazy dunks in high school. The guy is 18 years old and he's 6'8", 285, which is just ridiculous. And when you yeah. look at him... He's, it's not like it's all muscle, too. Like He looks like he's a big boy, but he is so athletic. So he can I read. shoot. He can jump like crazy, dunk. He can do it all, and it's truly amazing. The only NBA player who weighs more than him is Boban. That's crazy. Wow. You think of all the, like, the big guys in the league, that 285 is the 
would be the second biggest guy in the NBA. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's they, that's what they were saying. Yeah, only Boban weighs more than him, and it's crazy because it's he's it's not like he's can't move or anything. Like the guy can fly. No, he's he can one of the shoot, best. Yeah, and I he can drive. He's quick. It's just it's unfair right now for college. So I mean, he's gonna be even Steve Kerr had a uh, comment today. When he even said, he's like, I thought LeBron James was going to be the one guy, but he's like, it looks like we have someone coming up that's right there with him. And so we'll see. But anyway, Duke last night, this was the most impressive thing. Some people, a lot of times you think like, okay, you've got a team with all like freshmen. It might take them until like January or something to get it going. Not the case. And I think that's what should be horrifying for the basketball, for college basketball this year, because... Duke not only beat Kentucky last night, who was the number two team in the country preseason, obviously, but still ranked number two, absolutely annihilated them. Beat them by 36 or 37, which is ridiculous. It was the biggest loss Cal Perry's ever faced in his college coaching career. And on top of that, they scored 116 points. You sometimes don't, you hardly see 100, you don't see 116 all the time in NBA, let alone in college. College, if you have an 80-something point game, that's, a high scoring game. Like you hardly see hundreds in college. And the fact that they scored 116, and I was thankful enough I had a bet on that game last night where I said Duke would score over 37 points in the first half. I hit that with about nine minutes to go in the half. It was insane what they did in that in that game. They I think they dropped 59 in the first half and then obviously then 57 in the second half, something like that. It was it was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, just ridiculous. They just never slowed down. Barrett scored 32 points, 32 or 33, and then Zion Williamson scored 28. The other guy scored like 16 or something. It's just, it's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah. If the, if they stay healthy, which, you know, you hope they do, it's going to be, yeah. they could be the Alabama of college basketball. But it's obviously crazy because Duke lost so much talent too. Like two top 10 picks. Uh, Grayson Allen was another first rounder. And uh, Gary Trent Jr. was, like, early second. It's like, they lost a lot of stuff, and they just, like, it doesn't matter. They just rebuild. Like, all these teams just come right back. Uh, I mean, I'm going to say Villanova lost a lot of talent, too. They are not going to be yeah. right back there. The, no, the, I, I the watched. like that. It's like, rebuild a bit. Villanova so. is the eighth seed, and they lost their four key guys. They lost Bridges, uh, DeVincento or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Brunson, Brunson and Spellman, and, Spellman. Yeah. and they they played yesterday against a nobody. I couldn't even. I think it was a like I can't even remember it, but it was a no one team, and they were favored actually by thirty six. But this early in the season, Vegas doesn't know. Yeah. And I think they only won by like maybe twenty, if that. So I mean, they definitely didn't cover the thirty six points, but they uh yeah they'll they'll probably struggle a little bit. I think it's pretty clear like the teams that i'm hearing that everyone's pretty high on is kentucky kansas duke and then i've heard a lot of people say gonzaga and i've heard some people talk about tennessee because i guess tennessee's returning a lot of their like juniors and from last yeah, year and there's stuff. always like you know more than a few of those teams that just because they're uh more veteran they just they just play yeah. better defense and, just, they and know Sy- syracuse is supposed to be pretty solid so We'll see. I think the surprising team in the top 10 is Nevada. Nevada's the seventh seed, and I watched them last night at the end of the game, and they were tied at halftime with BYU, and they were favored by 12, but they ended up opening it up second half and ended up winning that game by around 
15 or 17. So they opened it up. So we'll see how they do. They got the Caleb Martin, who's supposed to be a, who's like a, was on the preseason All-American team. So we'll see. College basketball, a long way to go. That was just a little tiny sample last night, getting to see it. There's still long, long season ahead. So yeah, it just and it's so early. It's like we still got. I mean, I guess baseball just ended, but we still have hockey, NBA, college football, NFL. Yeah, until like, until the madness begins. Yeah. But anyway, shifting. Uh, I know you really quickly wanted to talk about how Alabama just continued to show that it's almost ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So like this this week we saw I think uh, Notre Dame they uh, struggled in their game. Um. Clemson actually destroyed their opponent. Yeah, I was actually. So they, they look good. But. I was on that game actually. I woke up that morning, trying to get the bet in really quick, of uh, Clemson minus I believe it was thirty eight and a half, and they won by sixty one. Yeah, which is insane. But but even like with that, it just looks like Alabama just can't be beat. This this game, uh, they were. 14 and a half point favorites on the road against the number three team in the nation. And the one thing I want to point out too, is that was a primetime game too. We're talking a 5 PM start in the West coast. So I, I believe an eight o'clock start in Louisiana. Yeah. And what's crazy to me is I feel like those, those late night games, when you know, it's like the game on television, you're even more hyped up because you know, that's the game. Everyone's watching the crowds more into it. It's the nighttime atmosphere. I feel like if that game was at 1230, I would in like an early afternoon game. I would have expected Alabama to beat them. So the fact that they did that on a night game is even more impressive to me on the road. And you're talking about a team that's good defense, but LSU's defense tried, kept them in it as long as they could. But there was no offense, and that was yep. what they were worried about. I think I don't think they believed too much in the quarterback for LSU. So I was a little surprised when I was thinking of the game. Like, yeah, fourteen and a half seems actually low because. Alabama's offense, I can't see anyone, even even you know the caliber of defense in the SEC, really stopping them. But at the same time, it's like Alabama hasn't really faced anyone that they've had to pull all the stops out on defense. Yeah. And and this week it's just like, hey, we're we know this and is our tough game. We're going to play. It's just so crazy. Like, I think that that game too was a good example of like the mentality players have. Because let's be honest. And that's why they call what are called look-ahead games, where if a team is playing a bad team a week before they play a really good team, they sometimes lose that game because you're you're not focused on that team. You're focused on the matchup ahead. When I looked at Alabama's defense, I watched some of the games they played against, I think uh, Missouri was one of them, but also I think uh, Tennessee and a couple other teams that weren't that great. And I think it was Tennessee scored over 30 on Alabama. The only problem was Alabama scored 60. Yeah. And so what I'm trying to get at is that Alabama's defense, I feel like, didn't do that great in some of those games because it's like when you're already up by 30, like 20, 30 points, I feel like you don't really – you just don't have the same mentality if you're not as hyped up and like some certain plays just get scored because when you're playing a cupcake team, you're just not you're just not as into it, you know. But, when you, but you could tell that defense was – this was their first real opponent in LSU. It was on the road. And they looked like they were dialed in. Like they were – that defense showed what that defense is capable of doing, and it was shut out uh, the number three team in the country on on the road. So Yeah, this is the program that puts, you know, four guys every year into the NFL off that defense at least, sometimes even like four first-round picks. That just you know, you know they have the most talent on that side of the ball, and just this year what makes them so different is that they have 
probably the best quarterback in college. So just it, it just looks now like they're unstoppable. Uh, a rematch against Clemson. Uh, it, was, it was two years in a row we saw that matchup, right? In the finals. or I can't Did they play twice in a row and then last year played in the semifinal? Clemson? Yeah, I'm trying to remember now. I know, uh, I know. Mike Williams had the yeah the they win. Did. They played in the semifinal last year. Alabama beat yeah, them. So they beat them in the semifinal. And then, uh, and I think Alabama did as the four seed. I think Clemson was one. I think Alabama snuck in because they got that loss to Auburn, which hurt them yeah. late. So Alabama was the four seed. Clemson was the one. They beat them. And then yeah, the year before, Clemson won. And then the year before that, Alabama beat Clemson. Right? I yeah. guess they did go. So it could be the fourth straight year of them matchup matching. Here, yeah. And honestly, the way things are looking, the only team, in my opinion, that I think could shake things up, I honestly think is Michigan, just because of their defense. I think if Michigan got matched up against Clemson, maybe they give that freshman quarterback some trouble, but that Clemson defense is good and it's getting better. This quarterback's getting into a rhythm. We might see what everyone wants to see, which is going to be that Clemson defense versus Tua, and then see if that that kid from uh, Clemson can have his day, like Tua did last year. I was interested in seeing uh, maybe Ohio State. I think they might be the most talented opponent, but uh, it's looking like it's kind of a a lost season there. That's just kind of yeah. A, Ohio State. Some uh, some bad stuff happened before the season started, and yeah. So I think it's one of those. Oh, it didn't it didn't work out. We'll come back next year. Yeah, Ohio State looks lost. So they uh, they uh, they have some issues, and that defense is not good. But uh. Anyway, I mean, I think that's we got some uh, the call. It'll be a good, it'll be some good uh, league championship matchups, and then it'll be yeah. exciting once bowl play starts. That's right around the corner. Bowl plays are well, like a month or so. I think what sucks we're looking at back to back Alabama Georgia games. And how, how, yeah, how it's shaping up? That they play the last game of the the regular season, and they'll probably play in the title game. And they were saying on a neutral field against Georgia, Alabama will also probably be around like a. 13 and a half, 14 point favorite. Yeah. It's just so crazy. Some team has to, at least you would think compete. I mean, that's just so impressive if you're able to just completely run the table like that, but it's looking like that might be what happens. Yeah. I think one of the playoff games will be closer. I mean, Georgia should have won last year in the championship game. It's a different team, obviously, but they might be able to give them a, a, a battle in one of those games, either the last game of the regular season or the SEC championship, but. Yeah. Well, another news. Should we shift to uh, the actual NFL? I think we should do like one minute on Jamal Murray and that. Okay, actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I did want to talk about that. Yeah. I knew I. I okay. I, there were the the two things I said I in my head that I really want to talk about were Duke and then Jamal Murray. So, what was your take on that? And then I'll give mine. The guys having a good game. They they beat. A team that everyone had a lot of hype behind, and in Denver, hasn't had this kind of success in a while. I think it's fine to play with it. I don't. No one would. No one criticized the Warriors for playing like dicks, you know, except for me. And I think they're so not think the Warriors level, but it's just. And my, I'm actually kind of in the middle with it, because there are two ways to look at it. Number one, uh, the way to look at it was, I get it. You're upset because you you lost. I mean, number one, so you're already you're obviously upset because you lost. No one likes to lose. Yeah, from Kyrie's perspective. So exactly from Kyrie's perspective, uh, you know, and I know you feel in your head it's like a disrespect thing, like oh we were, 
like you're doing this like oh you should try to get it like you know in the game or whatever like blah 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 but it's like another way to look at it too with Murray is it's not like I mean 50 points is a big deal like let he threw up a deep shot at like the very end who care I mean ultimately who cares that much but Murray I mean it it would have been I think more of a thing if like they were up by 12 and he decided to do it for or if they were up by like 47 and he wanted to win the game by 50 yeah then we're then i understand but i mean i heard an announcer uh saying a game that i was uh watching earlier when they were talking about what are your thoughts on it i think it was mark jones and he said uh that if you're upset about it you should have never let him get to 48 and it's like that's that's true the one thing i do disagree with is or like that I didn't like was the fact that Kyrie Irving did throw the ball in the stands. And obviously it ended up costing him 25 grand. It's like, go up. I understand you're upset, but you don't need to throw the ball in the stands. Cause like at that point too, you know, I understand your thing was, Oh, you don't get the game ball, but it's like, what if you threw it? Like at that time, everybody's leaving the game. What if you just huck it up there and it just hit someone in the head? What if it would have hit an old woman in the head or anybody, honestly, but a kid, I mean, it could have hit anybody. I mean, he's chucking a basketball in the stands and people, if you weren't paying attention, that ball just hits you in the head. You're sitting there like, what the fuck? Yeah, that'd be pretty funny, though. Like, oh, it definitely see, would be funny. But I'm yeah, just that saying, was like, like a dodgeball, right? Where, like, someone got hit in the head, their nacho spilled. But uh, I think also it just wasn't a great tactic by Kyrie. I think, you know how, like, uh, your parents saying they're ma- they're not mad at you, they're just disappointed is actually, like, more crushing Ooh. than, like, because your- if your parents get mad, you'll be get-, get defensive. But if they, like, come at you like that. So if Kyrie had just said, like, Look, kid, you're a good player, but that's just not the way we do things in the NBA. If you want to be an all-star like me, show a little more respect. That would probably crush Jamal Murray. He'd be like, oh, maybe I should have not done that. But, like, (laughs) getting mad, Jamal Murray's now like, I was totally right, see? Yeah. So, but I don't know. Kyrie, I don't know if he's the uh, most level-headed guy. It's all all worked out for him with a lot of his decisions. But, I mean, he's the guy who asked to be traded from LeBron James, so doesn't usually work out for uh, a lot of people yeah true well that was uh definitely a hot topic that everyone was talking about this week yeah. with over the last couple days at least so it's, it's... And don't don't skip the fact that denver is looking really good oh that's, denver's that's, a great team that's the story and the one thing about denver that we should talk about that no one else does this year in the nba is they actually play defense they're a solid defensive yeah. team they're they're they, they, they share the ball too. because they got jamal murray that can short score gary harris Joke itch down low. You got Millsap. That that team's that's not a joke. That team and their best like Hernan Gomez. That guy has been way better than anyone. And thought. their best six guy I think has been injured on the off the bench. Will yeah. Barton. So Barton's been hurt. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, uh, Porter Jr. Yeah, like and yeah. We get to see what that we're gonna get to fi- see what that Porter Jr. kid can do. So yeah. I mean it's uh yeah. I mean no one's beaten Golden State, but like there's could be interesting who's gonna you know look good outside of Golden State. Yeah, so, where they're still nine and one. I just hope a team gives Golden State a series, but I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> just win by a hundred every game, I'd be happy. Like that's what you get. That's what you get, NBA. Right? Yeah. Well, anyway, now I think we can. Uh, we wanted to do a little something for the NFL. Yeah. We wanted to give our. Uh, it's about a little past midseason. You were nine weeks or about in, so season. Every team has played at least eight, eight games. Yeah. So some teams have played nine, but. So we'll give our. Uh, we're going to give just give a little top ten. Yeah, a little top ten power rankings because the other teams will just assume don't matter. Yeah, at this point, if you're not in, our I'm top actually 10. interested to hear your top ten rankings because I know you're a man that likes to 
I'd like to see if we can try to not show a little biasness because I know you All hate right. teams and I know you love teams. All right. So I want to. I'm actually interested to hear what your top ten is, and I'll say if what I kind of agree with or disagree with. So do you want to start from ten to go to one or one to ten? Oh, it's it's easier to go high to low. Okay. Because then we can like, oh, that team belongs higher. So I think uh, for me, my number one is still the Rams. And I, I I'll, I'll agree and disagree along with you. I feel right. like that'll be easier. I agree. Rams would be my number one. That's a hard thing to do is win in, oh, in New Orleans. Exactly, and it's it's tough to beat Drew Brees in his home turf. And also, let's keep in mind, now the Saints have the biggest winning streak in the NFL. I mean, they lost all only their only loss was Week One against Tampa yeah, Bay. No, it looks crazy. And I will say this right now: they just weren't. They just didn't prepare well enough for that game because they showed no respect to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay was supposed to come into this year as like one of the one of the worst teams in the NFL. They were 14 or 14 and a half point underdogs that week, which was the biggest underdog in the NFL that Killed week. Killed most people's survivors. And destroyed the Saints. The Saints, if they had their heads on right in that game, like if that game would have been like week three instead, Saints are 8-0 right now. No doubt in my mind. Yeah, but with the Rams, I think uh, their defense hasn't played as well as it can. I think uh, they don't know what they're doing with Marcus Peters yet. Um, they've had some, you know, keep to leave. has been injured. They just got Dante Fowler. Um, he might, you know, help them out later in the season. So I, I think they're they're still the best team. Yeah. So at number two, not the Saints, but I still have the Chiefs. I assume you have the Saints at three, though? Yes. So I guess that's kind of where I slightly disagree. I, I would have those flip-flopped. But that's yeah. just because I, I just think the Saints just because of Breeze. I think with Mahomes – the Chiefs have done. Yeah, when it comes year. down to the playoffs, I think that could be a concern. When it, I mean, also, I think Mahomes has more. Actually, no, I don't. I was gonna say I think Mahomes has more weapons, but I don't think he does because Drew oh, Brees has. Drew Brees has a new one. He does have a new one. He got Des Bryant yeah. today, which we'll see. I mean, he's got to get back in football shape. I'm assuming he's not, you know, or game shape. I should a say. Good but. red zone target. Yes, you have Michael Thomas. Which is he just went off for 228 this past Sunday. Yeah. But then you got Kamara and Ingram. I mean. It's he's got his weapons. I mean, Mahomes has his weapons too. With but it's really only Tyree Kill and then Hunt and Kelsey. Sammy Watkins. Yeah, but profile. I mean, I don't consider him like a huge threat. No, but he's he's capable, I guess. Yeah. But he's not like a big time weapon like that. And then I would say Saints the slight edge on defense, just because the Chiefs defense. I think it's I think it's a great bigger edge, but I think uh, the Chiefs offense maybe maybe not as much talent, but I think it's their performance has been better than the Saints. Maybe just. Uh, Andy Reid coaching has been the difference there. I think they just have a really, really great system maximizing the talent on that team. Yeah. So I think right. I think they they can coach themselves to uh, 40 points every game. Just can they not give up 40 points, which is something they couldn't do against the number four team, the New England Patriots. Yeah, I I agree with New England four. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're just they're still they're still there even without. Gronkowski, they just they they score points. They've got enough guys. They make, you know, Deion Lewis leaves, and uh, well, it doesn't matter because James White is just as good. And you know, Sony Michelle's hurt. Rex Burkhead's hurt. Rob Gronkowski's not playing. They just still find a way. So, yeah, they're up there. So, is this where we're gonna disagree? Is number five? Does my team belong up there? I'm only slotting them there because. Joey Bosa has not played a down this season, and he will eventually. His injury is not uh, season-ending. I actually, you might not believe me or not, but I actually I agree with you with the Chargers at five. 
because I think the, with the Chargers is the one thing that everybody was talking about with them this year was their defense, and it's started off a little slow, and once they get Bosa back, and trust me, being a fan of the Steelers, people might think, oh, that's one player. One player means the world. I remember yeah. those years when Troy Polamalu would get hurt, and that defense just wasn't the same. One person really can make a defense, and that's been the yeah. problem with the Cowboys. For the Remember when the Panthers lost Keekly? I mean, oh, one yeah. player really does make a big difference. So I will agree with uh, with uh, with uh, the Chargers at five. I do like that. I think they're and they're a team no one's really talking about. And they've quietly won what five in a row. Yeah, I think they start off five. one and two. Yeah. And let's be honest. I know I'll let you say it. Who were their two losses against? To the one. Your number one teams. and your number two power rankings. Yeah. I mean, that's eighty percent of the league's going to lose to those two teams. Yeah. So I mean, well, we'll see what they're about um, when Bosa comes back. Their next three games are against uh, lesser opponents. Yeah, they, they play. The, I know they play the Raiders this week. I think it's uh, Raiders, Broncos, Cardinals the next three weeks. So then, if they get Bosa after that, then they finish up with basically the entire AFC North and at Kansas City. So they still have to play the Steelers, huh? Still got Steelers, Ooh. Ravens, and Bengals. that'll be in Pittsburgh because if it yeah. was in LA, I would be going. Yeah. So uh, speaking of yeah, Pittsburgh, I, I think like number the Steelers at six, six and seven. I think. We will know tomorrow after tomorrow. Yeah, this I think those Steelers are the six and seven teams. That's a hell of a matchup tomorrow. I'll agree. I like the Steelers six and, and Panthers seven. Steelers, they uh, they're getting it together. James Connors, that deep. The biggest thing they they talked about, and me being a Steeler fan, I can vouch for this. The defense coming along. The defense they said is hasn't given up over twenty points in September. So the defense is starting to like pick it up, and they need that defense because that offense is electric. You got Roethlisberger, you got Connor playing the way he's playing. You've got Le'Veon Bell next week potentially. Who knows? Yeah, he had that little thing today. I mean, that thing the other day saying he was leaving Miami, and apparently he worked out at a gym in Pittsburgh today or something. So apparently he's got, I think, from now five days or so to sign something, or else he can't play at all this season. Yeah. So it'll and he would be the type person the way this whole little thing has gone that he probably will wait till the last hour. I, th- I think it might have been his plan the entire time. I think it is, too. And I think uh, and you know what I think it, it is? Because I think he wants to be well-rested and healthy for the rest of for the, just a playoff run, just to try to do something, and then he'll go take his talents elsewhere next season, and then James Conner can be the future for the Steelers. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see if the Steelers have been designing plays for the for both of them in the same backfield. Yeah, because that's the thing is the year Conner's had – Conner has 10 touchdowns this year. Yeah. The year Connor's had, you can't just be like, oh, Bell's back. Sorry, Connor, go sit on the bench. Like, that That can't happen. But, yeah, you but I'll put... tell you what, if it works out like the way Kamara and Ingram work out and stuff, that's going to be a really dangerous backfield. Yeah. If you could have Connor and Le'Veon Bell together doing – They've both proven to be good receivers. Bell's clearly way better at catching the ball. But you could easily just – you put both of them in the backfield and then you split split Bell out, put him in the slot. And it's going to be really hard for defenses to figure that out if if – the Steelers are, you know, planning for it. So, all right. So on to number eight, I have the Vikings. Yep. Okay, that's what I had in my right. head too. I still think they're the best team in that division. They got Griffin back. Uh, oh yeah, the Vikings just had a little. Receivers. I think the Vikings just had a little hiccup in the middle and like early in the season when they lost to Buffalo. And I think they lost to Buffalo because they were looking ahead to Saint to uh, the L.A. Rams, and that was a, and then they had to go play. That was a Thursday night game, so they played just six like just four days later on the road in L.A. They just didn't. They weren't going to stand a chance that game. So they were terrible. They, they yeah, I know. They, I think they actually covered the spread. I think it was like, it was seven and a half or seven or something. But yeah, no, they barely did lose that game. But 
still, though, that little hiccup in the middle is kind of what hurt him. And now Dalvin Cook's coming back. They're looking, they're looking solid. So number nine, this is a. Uh, I think this is where it gets interesting. I think after those top eight, like who's who's next here? So number nine, I still have the Eagles. I think they're the defending champions. Carson Wentz has been good since he's got back. He's, yeah, and they just got Golden Tate. Yeah, I think, I think they'll still be there. I think they'll still be in the playoffs. I think they'll win the division. Washington looks like they're, they're lucky to have those five wins that they have. Yeah, no, Eagles should come and do it, take care of business. So what do you got at ten? There's one I got in my mind. So I'll see if I agree or disagree. Yeah, there's some some teams there. There, I think there's like a cluster of like three or four that could be worthy of ten, but there's. One I've got. All right. I have the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, wow. I did not see that coming. Yeah. Uh, they showed a lot this week. I think they are finally have figured out their offense. Julio Jones got a touchdown. Yeah, that's They have that, that those three good receivers. They have three good backs. That Ito Smith has actually been pretty decent. And uh, when uh, I can't, Devontae Freeman is still there. Or is, is, did he get ruled he's out for the season? He's out for the season. I think he's on, he's on IR. Oh, okay. I didn't. I was just thinking, like, oh, did that happen? But either way, Coleman's good. I think it's a, a third team that looks like they're going to score 30 points a game. And not every team's going to be able to score 30 on them. So. Yeah, that should be a... So who are your other candidates? I think I, I know some of them. Well, I, the one I like... I'm going to give credit where credit's been due right now. I like the Bears. I was going to say the Bears were probably my Because they're <laughs> they're playing great defense. They Trubisky's not looking bad. They've got a couple little weapons like uh Cohen, they got Gabriel, uh Howard still doing pretty well back there. He had a couple touchdowns this past year, but that defense had two touchdowns. I know they were playing Peterman, I know they were playing yeah. the Bills. But still, this is the NFL. They had two touchdowns in a game. I think they're a great team. I think you could also, even though they've lost three in a row, I still think the Ravens are lurking there. You know, I think they could easily win another few games. I mean, they've had tough games that they've played. I mean, they lost to the Saints, they lost at Carolina, and then they lost to the Steelers. Those aren't three. Those are all three teams that we have in our top seven. Yeah. So, I mean, what can you do? A lot of people are going to go one and two or zero oh and three in those three games. So, and and that Saints game, they lose because their kicker, who had never missed an extra point, misses an extra point. Yeah. So, I mean. It's just little shit like that that happen, and but that's why they say football's a game of inches and stuff like that. And that one kick could come back and cost them a playoff spot this year. So yeah, we'll good. see. But they're still a good team in my eyes. The other candidates I think are the Bengals, who are they're still AJ Green's out for a couple weeks though I think. Yeah, and then um, a team I don't like, but I think people might be thinking, why aren't they up there? Is the the Texans at six and three now? Yeah, and they got Demarius Thomas. They're quiet six and three. I just don't think they're uh, that good. I think that's that's the I, team. That, I, that division's not good. They win ten games. Like, mean, how do they win? And this 10 is what's games? funny is you look at that last year. That division. Yeah. They had two representatives last year because the Titans made it, and the Titans end up winning uh, the game on the road against the Chiefs. So it's just funny how that division does work out because they do have those little gritty teams like the Titans, like the Jaguars, like the Texans that could honest that. Go into places like Kansas City, like how Tennessee went into Dallas this week. Not like Dallas is any good, but still Monday night game in Dallas. Dallas has more talent and beat them by two touchdowns after starting off down by a touchdown early and yeah. almost got down by like two scores early. But anyway, it's uh, it'll be good. A lot of uh, a lot of uh, 
football to be played still. A lot can happen. So we'll see. We'll see if we're stupid. Yep. Yeah, if I'm stupid, if the Falcons lose the rest of their games. And the Falcons have a a tough schedule in that uh, uh, division. But these are power rankings, not playoff expectations. Exactly. So. Well, do you have anything else to add for other sports? I think we're done here. I think we are done here. Well, it's been a a solid one. It was quick and to the point. We cut to the chase, and you got to have those every now and then. We had a jam-packed one. Uh, thank you for listening to episode 83 of the Tony's Take Podcast. This was our sports. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We had Andy. Yes, we did. We had uh, Tony. And here's and Tony. And yep. we had me. Make sure you hit that subscribe and we'll check out our sports and check out our entertainment. Later.